The following podcast is sponsored by High Beam Ministry. Habakkuk said, Lord, please tell me what you're doing. And God said, no, I'm not going to tell you, Habakkuk. Because if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe it. If God today told us what he's doing in the world, we wouldn't believe it. Don't you think God's given up and God's abdicated and God's left the throne? He hasn't. He's still on the throne. And those of us that know him put our trust in him and him alone. I don't put my trust in Washington. I don't put my trust in the United Nations. I don't put my trust in myself. I don't put trust in my money. I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. When all the rest of it fails and crumbles and shatters, he'll be there. Welcome to the Airzatz Coffee Shop. This is Jay, your truth barista, and I'm serving up a steamy cup of God's truth for the average Joe. You can catch me and this podcast on my websites, truthbarista.com, all one word, truthbarista.com, and highbeamministry.com. That's H-I-G-H-B-E-A-M ministry.com, as in car high beam. We're shining the light of God's truth on the road ahead. Truth Barista, I am so happy 2020 is gone. So what you're saying is that hindsight truly is 2020. Whoa. I know, pretty dumb. I stole that from somebody on Facebook. Truth Barista, you are so good. I just <laughs> I just love it. Hope we can talk a I little bit. Of, Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you're here all week. But yeah. I really think 2021 is probably going to be another seminal year for a lot of things. And I think we should talk about that today. <laughs> Do we have to? It's painful. <laughs> well, Actually, you know, you're right. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you and I went through 2020. We saw the riots going past the coffee shop. I mean, we're sitting here and things are quiet, but oh my gosh, it was, I mean, we had to deal with the whole COVID thing and the shutdowns and sitting around here twiddling our thumbs, making sure that everything was kept at least in minor functioning order, you know, and then we had the riots. Go ahead. What well, I was going to say somebody came into this coffee house, had COVID, didn't know it, but gave it to me. I had COVID. 14 days of COVID. Count them. Wow. <laughs> and I can see that you're almost done with it because, you know, those big purple blotches on your skin have almost cleared <laughs> up and that third arm is almost dropped off. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm glad you're noticing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm just waiting for the hair to grow back. <laughs> wow. Good luck. It's starting, but it's rough. <laughs> See, that's your COVID hair, as they say. Yeah. So, I mean, we can make light of it, but oh my gosh, you know, for so many people, you know, kids out of school, it was traumatic. It was traumatic, I think, just as much on the kids as it was on their parents, suddenly be going from full-time work to now full-time work and full-time homeschooling. I mean, so it was tough. And then, and then we had those riots, which was so frustrating because we're just waiting for somebody to step in and do something about them and nobody did anything about them. And so that was a lot of trauma in 2020. And then, then we get into this whole mess in the fall with the election and all the back and forth and the legal stuff and, uh, and the insinuations and the smears and the attacks. I mean, it just was, I tell you, sir, when we got past December 31st and you and I looked at each other across the booth of that 
that cup of coffee in our hands. It was just like, oi, gavalt. I am so glad. And then we look at 2021 and it's just like, oh, what is possibly going to come with this? Well, we knew we had that January 6th voting for president-elect. And then we had the inauguration and all this stuff. And I mean, we were expecting like volcanoes to blow up and insurrections Mm -hmm. and, you know, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. (laughs) And the inauguration was such a bore. Oh, I I, I would agree. It was almost a welcome bore, though. You know, it's like we don't need a, a 2020 redux. You know, the old saying is, you know, you didn't work that hard. So you back up to pick up your paycheck kind of thing. You know, if they stole the election, I'm not going there, but I'm just saying if they stole the election and it was a nefarious way of getting into the presidency, I would feel ashamed, too. Well, history, I'm, I'm sure the historians will dig up the truth and whatever. But I mean, I look at 2021 and there are some unsettled matters out there in general. There are people people who are still being incendiary toward other sides, whether it's a political spectrum. I've heard of people saying, you know, us Christians, white Christian supremacist, Christian nationalists kind of a thing. It's just like, this does not bode well. So on one hand, 2020 is done, but on the other hand, 2021, we don't know what's coming and it might not be any better than 2020. We just don't know. But I do know somebody who does know. (laughs) I do too. Exactly. And, and I think proverb writer talks about God tests the hearts and is he testing the hearts of America? I think the soul of America is somewhat lost, or it's certainly on its way that way. Uh And Christians, however, is he testing the hearts of believers to stand up for the truth in a time of very dark era? Christians, in the very beginning, started under the umbrella of Rome, and it was not an easy task at all. Right. And the persecution, it, it spread the gospel. They went out. And I think that's kind of what we're returning to, actually. Well, think of it in these terms, too. I mean, you, you go out in the garden and you turn on the hose and the water just kind of dribbles out. But it's not until you hit the pressure and apply the pressure that the water actually goes out farther and faster. Yes. yes. So if God wants to see his church to be more effective, we may get the pressure here like other countries, especially China, has put on their Christians and Mm -hmm. look at what the church is doing in China right now and around the world. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because I think we can encourage people to realize that one of the distinctive elements of Christianity is God's presence. And it was that way in the Old Testament too, but his distinctive presence set us apart and it'll set us apart again. I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of did a mental survey leading up to our Bible study today, going through the Bible, thinking about all the times that God said he was with his people. Now, as we've talked earlier, God created us, Genesis 1, to be with him. And he walked with us. When we look at Revelation 22, behold, the habitation of God is with man. He's always wanted to be with us. So in this interim period where we've fallen and been estranged from him, the whole process has been to get us back into that intimate with him state. But even in our lostness, our separatedness from him, he's still with us. I mean, can I give you a few examples that I came up? Well, you can, but here's what I have come up with. It's just, it's something that kind of encapsulates everything. The world, Truth Barista, wants to bring people together in unity, right? The globalists want everyone on board with what they want. Come together. That's what they're talking from Washington. We are the world. Yeah, so the world 
world wants to come to unity while God wants to separate. He wants uh-huh. to separate a people to himself. That's always been the case, and it's even more the case today. Now go for your examples. No, now you brought up a point. I'm going to jump <laughs> in on that too. Thanks a lot. I keep hearing of unity, but I keep hearing say people putting out the terms for unity. We all want everybody to stand in unity, but... When you look at it, it's we want unity on our terms. So what they really want is not unity. They want uniformity. That's the issue. God wants unity, and it is on his terms. It's in his kingdom, based on Jesus, all of us filled with the Holy Spirit. When we are all, Because you can't have unity unless you have a single core or a bedrock on which to stand to be unified about. So until you deal with that disparity, you're not going to get unity. You're going to get forced uniformity. That's what I fear is coming you're in right. 2021. You're right. Okay, so anyway, here's some of my thoughts regarding God with his people. I mean, we knew he was with Abraham. He talked with Abraham. So here's a verse from Genesis 21:22. At that time, Avimelech, Abimelech, accompanied by Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Well, What's really fascinating is that's the way it is with us today. Mm -hmm. God is with us in everything we do because of Jesus. I'll bring that up later. Isaac, God says to him, I'll be with you and bless you. Jacob, he says, look, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised for you. Moses, classic case, Ezekiel 33, 16. Moses says, how will it be known that I and your people have found favor with you unless you go with us? I and your people will be distinguished by this from all the other people on the face of the earth. It goes back to Abraham. God being with us, God being with his people, is the thing that makes us distinct from all other people on earth. And that is unique among Christianity. And you know, truth be said, Jesus even identified that as well and made the emphasis where two or three are gathered, I'm in your midst. Doesn't take a mega church to say that God is with us. It just takes two or three people in, in concert in their hearts of belief. Jesus is there. That's fabulous. Exactly. Let me give you a little Jewish background on this, because I just talked about this with my Bible study the other night, is Abraham was bargaining for the lives of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. And he starts with 50 people, and there are five towns. And so they said, well, God, if you find 50 righteous people, and they, the rabbi said, well, why 50? Why did he start there? And he said, because to start an official synagogue, you need 10 men. And it's like, oh, so in other words, if Lord, if you find a community of 10 righteous people, men, in each of these five towns, would you destroy it? And he goes, nope, I won't. I'm going to hold it back for the sake of those who are there. Why? Because the rabbis say this, where there are 10 men gathered, there the Shekinah, some people call it the Shekinah, the manifest presence of God is is there among them for 10 men. And then, by the way, this is called a minion. Jesus said his minion, the minimum number where his presence is, at two or three are gathered. Well, what's fun is if it's me and Jesus, that's two. (laughs) And when Jesus said, behold, I am with you, it's a plural thing, but because he comes to live in us, really a minion is one. But you're right. When you have two or more believers, Jesus said, I am with you in a very real way. 
with you. So we see this throughout scriptures too. And so why should we fear? And you you know, as well as I do, there's 365 verses in the Bible that God talks about, do not fear, one for every day. And so Christians don't need to fear. And if they get this positive message that God is with them, why should they fear? And especially, I think it will drive this next era of our presidency, I think will drive people together in small groups. I I see that happening in my community over and over again. Small groups meeting for prayer and study of the word and conversation and fellowship. And it's beautiful. What I find extremely fascinating at this point is that COVID has shut down the large churches and opened up smaller groups meeting and online remote meeting. It's like God, gee, somehow sovereignly set us up for something that might be coming when we can't be together. Like I said in one of my messages that I shared with the Bible study a while back, large churches make large targets. Smaller churches are much smaller targets. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go into a shooting war or we're going to get persecuted, you know, unto death here in the United States, although it may happen. But still, if you're under the radar, so to speak, but still exerting influence on the society around you and you're spread out all over the place, it's much harder to stop a movement of God that way than by shutting down a large megachurch and suddenly their voice is quieted in the community. Well, you know, Truth Barista, I think it's really difficult to shut down a desire for Java. Don't you? I mean, it's very difficult to keep us away from a good cup of coffee, and I think it's about time we just take that liberty and go get it. Okay, fine. I'll take a Sumatra this time. You got it. Well, Truth Barista, I'm so glad 2020 is gone and we're moving through 2021. And you've got all kinds of things that you're doing. Why don't you tell us about it? We have got the Truth Barista podcast that everybody is telling me. I'm getting all sorts of responses in the email saying they love it. And we have the Frothy Thoughts blog, a lot of really fascinating articles, uh, current events, uh, biblical insights. And we're adding a new feature called Cruising Through the Bible. I will walk with you through the Bible. In fact, I may hit the gas pedal a little bit, and we're going to zip through the Bible, summarizing sections as we go with a little insight for your day. And it's actually a daily thing, so you can come back to the website of highbeamministry.com, highbeamministry.com, every single day and get fresh material. Why don't you become a partner with us? Hit that donate button on the screen there, or... You can also sign up for regular notices every time a podcast or an article drops. We're so anxious to have you join us here in 2021. You know, even some of us on the other side of the world, like listening to Truth Barista, we go to highbeamministry.com. That's highbeamministry.com. Why? Because it shines the light of God's truth on the road ahead. And you need that, comrade. This is The Truth Barista, your link to how God defines our day. Well, Truth Barista, our conversation today is so lively and it's so encouraging because you're talking about the presence and the security of God being with us. And if God's with us, who can be against us? Exactly. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with us. But where did that come from? was Isaiah. It was about seven, early 700, 730 BC. 
Aram, modern-day Syria, and the northern kingdom of Israel were threatening to attack the southern kingdom of Judah. And the king, Ahaz, Ahaz, was freaking out over this. What are we going to do? We've got these two guys ganging up on us. And Isaiah came to him, and it's written in Isaiah 7, 10 through 14. It says this, Then the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ahaz, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God, and it can be as deep as the as Sheol, in other words, as deep as the place of the dead, or as high as heaven. But Ahaz replies, oh, no, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to test the Lord. And Isaiah said, really? I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Really, house of David, is it enough for you to try the patience of men? You're going to try God's patience? Okay, fine. Then God's going to give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. Now, Isaiah is saying to Ahaz, my wife, that's who he's referring to, is going to have a baby. He's prophesying a pregnancy. And he says, this child that's born is going to be a boy. We're going to name him Emmanuel because by the time he's weaned, this whole thing of this threat of Aram and the Northern Kingdom will be done. In fact, both of those kingdoms will be done. And that's exactly what happened. Assyria, a larger empire, was just coming on the scene and they came in and they just wiped out the Northern Kingdom and Aram. So Isaiah was true in this prophecy. Now you get to Matthew and this is what you have in Matthew 1, where Mary is now being told by the angel Gabriel, she will have a son and call him Emmanuel. Matthew records this event and he says, aha, this is a secondary fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, Matthew 1, 23. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See the virgin, young woman, similar words, will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Yeshua, Jesus, is not just human nor just God. He is the God-man, amazing Larry, two natures, one being. He is the only begotten son of the father. Now, begotten doesn't mean born of. It means one of a kind. That particular phrase means he's unique. Jesus is unique among humanity because he's both man and he is God. There is no one else like him. So this is part of God's plan to bring us back to be with him. He first comes to be with us in a very real way. You know, that's so beautiful. It's so encouraging, Truth Barista. I'm so glad you're you're going down this path. One of the things I do not and have never understood when you think that God is with us and what Jesus did on the cross for all of us, he rose again, he gave us promises of eternal life. How does that compare with any world religion? There is no world religion that has any promises or can even come close to what Jesus did, and yet they don't believe. Exactly. That's what sets Christianity apart from all of the other religions. And by the way, I'm going to add this in here. In June, Judaism, God is with his people. Christianity grew out of Judaism. What you makes Christianity unique as, as an extension of Judaism, so to speak, is God is not only with his covenant people, but through the Holy Spirit, Jesus poured out on the day of Pentecost. Now God is with the individual among the people. We become the temple. 
Exactly. Rather than going to temple to find the presence of God, as it was back in ancient Israel in the first century, we have been made into the temple. We carry his presence. We carry his very real presence with us as we go from day to day. And so that presence is with us when we're on the freeway, and we're kind of mad at how the drivers are driving. And I have to stop and say, oops, (laughs) I wonder what he's thinking, you know, inside of me. Exactly. What you see, he sees. What you say, he's heard. Just saying. I think it's funny as I was going through all that thing, I thought, gee, at Christmas, God gave us presents. Uh, Oh, is that good? Okay. Well, let me give you a a kind of a spin on this now that will really hopefully excite you. Okay. We talk about God being with his people and we talk about God being with us, Emmanuel. But now we need to focus on God, the person who is with us. I mean, we may have survived 2020 and we're kind of looking at 2021 and going, what's the rest of this year going to bring to us? Well, the Israelites were in the same type of position when they left Egypt on the Exodus. They didn't know what was in front of them. They didn't know what was they were going to face. They saw the plagues. They saw the crossing of the Red Sea, which was amazing. But within a few days after crossing the Red Sea, they're running out of water. They're running out of food. What are we going to do? And I'm thinking to myself, um, excuse me, you, you don't notice that cloud that's following you? <laughs> that's God with you. Now think of this. These are the three main attributes of God that we need to keep in our minds as we go through 2021. God is all-knowing. He's omniscient, which means he knows everything that's coming our way. I mean, he'll see a sickness. He knows an injury. He knows a blessing. He knows a pregnancy. He knows all of these things. The prophets may have missed their prophecies over the last year regarding President Trump and, and other things, but God never misses. It's not in the speaker It's the hearer who stumbles. Yes, and in 2020, I think, I believe you do too, that God wants people to return to him. And as they return to him, he will return to them. And I think some of these things that have happened would make people think, what is going on? There's there's something here that's so almost supernatural. So we Mm -hmm. do have an opportunity, especially now, to really share who Jesus is, who is with us. Exactly. You know, God knows what's coming. He's still at work. There was no transfer of power on the inauguration day in the vaults of heaven. God is still in control. Like I said, he knows everything. In fact, the words, wow, I did not see that coming, will never be heard from his lips. (laughs) And he's not afraid of a Biden administration. Exactly. And neither should we. Exactly. I shared this same idea with somebody the last week, and I said, God is so far ahead of us. The future is as the past to him, and he is already working on your behalf. Okay. The second attribute, God is all powerful. Our God with us, our Emmanuel, Jesus, can handle everything coming our way. He not only knows it, he can handle it. And since everything has been created by and through Emmanuel, he's before all things and by all things, by him all things hold together. And even death can't withstand his power. He can take anything negative coming at us this year and make it work for good. And gee, that's Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And even if 
God with us allows negative, harmful, or difficult things to come upon us, we can trust his word that he is, the third attribute, all present. He's with us in the midst of everything that comes our way. Hebrews 13.5 says he will never leave us or abandon us. You know, and he's quoting, the writer of Hebrews is quoting God's word to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 31.6. And by the way, amazing Larry, remember David's words here. The words of one who faced numerous fears in his life. Psalm 23, 4. A lot of people have Psalm 23 memorized. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger. Why? For you are with me. So we have the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present Emmanuel, God with us. So like you said, if God is with us, who can be against us? Why should we be afraid? We can stride forward confidently, sir, Mm -hmm. into 2021 because God's already seen it. He's already there. I think it will be a time of real revival in this sense. I'm not thinking revival like, you know, the whole nation, but I think the revival will come in people's hearts and they will share that with people and it will be more of a small undercurrent revival among people. And that's kind of where it is in China. And so I think we will share some of that underground or not visible church, but we will be effective underground touching people one to one to one to one. Yep. See, it's kind of like I'm getting a picture as you were describing that. It's like taking an aerial view of the United States at night. If one house is on fire, that's not much of, of a spark of light on a nation. If you start illuminating individual houses across the United States, it lights up the landscape. And that's where I think the Lord is going at this point. I do too. really wanting his people to light up more mm-hmm. and more individually. Mm-hmm. We just have to realize, oh, you're doing it across a whole lot of people at this time. Mm-hmm. But that also implies that people like you, Truth Barista, and other people like you, perhaps all believers, should be able to speak out for the hope that is in them. If there's yep. a hope in their heart and that gets illuminated, like God inspired Zerubbabel and others to build the temple, he inspired them. He was the one that was driving the force. And if he's driving that hope within us, man, what's going to stop us? Exactly. Now I got one caution to leave with you okay. before we get back to work, okay? Yep. God will never leave us. He is with us, right? Right. But Hebrew says we should not leave him. Hebrew says, let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful, and let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from our worship meetings, as some habitually do, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, I'm not just talking large group meetings. We need to be with each other, with God, as God is with us. That's where the strengthening, the true strength of the body occurs, at that level. Not in a large group meeting with theater lighting and and fog machines and a rock concert going on. Strobe lights. You forgot the strobe lights. Strobe lights. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a really important one. There is strobe lights. You know, it's like the lightning of God right there. It's kind of cool. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to get before you so graciously distracted me is that it is in our individual being with each other as we are with God. And remember, where two or more are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them. If we fail to meet together, we are that one person 
And the one person, the one sheep gets picked off by the wolves. It's really hard to take down an entire flock of sheep by one wolf. So that's an important part. And as we get up and go back to work here, we have to remember the words that Jesus said when he closed out Matthew. He said, and remember, I am with you always. There's the key. He's not just with us. He's with us always. And then he even says, to the end of the age. And by the way, the age lasts a lot longer than your life. So what Jesus is saying is, hey, don't worry. Don't sweat it. You're moving into 2021. Then 2022 is going to follow after that. But I'm going to be with you even throughout your whole life. Just don't walk away from me. Stay tight to me. Truth Barista, you're such an encouraging individual. I mean, I'm walking away not only having, you know, kind of a, a good cup of coffee. This was a good discussion. Thank you very much. On the mountain, in the valley, in the crowded streets, or the empty desert, in our hope, and in our waiting, we are never alone. This is Jay, your Truth Barista. Thanks for listening to the Truth Barista podcast. The best way to find out when a new podcast drops is through RSS feed. Go to our website, look for the RSS button, press it, and then enter your email. You'll be notified when a new podcast drops. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.